Американская фирма Transceptor Technology приступила к производству компьютеров «Персональный спутник». All right, we have got the power. I had it. It doesn't. When you think 1991, that's definitely what I hear in my head. <laughs> that champ. Wait, wait before I start. <laughs> okay. I just took my hydroxychloroquine tablets with my my shot of Clorox, so I'm good yeah. to go. It's diluted Clorox, you know. No, it's straight Clorox. Oh, it's yeah, it's straight. You know, it's it's a. So. I thought I thought the trick was the dummies. And I'm glad it's so hot and sunny now because it's burning the COVID off my body. I was you, like, God, it's miserable out there, but the COVID's dying. Yeah, last week when you were here, you looked like shit, but today, you, thank you, hydroxychloroquine and Clorox. Yeah, and sunlight and sunlight. And sunlight. So how you I been? Put a UV light up my ass. <laughs> I was just gonna say, how did you get the sunlight in you? Because that was the thing. He's <laughs> like three yo. Yeah. And you, I know everyone. I still getting, have a gag reflex, and like you, you've trained your gag reflex to go away. Of course, of course, naturally. I put too many things down there. So I, I, I do appreciate that our president is taking care of himself. He went and played golf. Everyone's complaining. They're like hundred thousand dead, and he's out Did golfing. You know that Barack Hussein Obama tan suit played golf on the day Daniel Pearl was beheaded. No way. Never mind the fact that. Daniel Pearl was beheaded in 2002, and Barack Hussein Obama wasn't president. <laughs> There's that's that's the the factoids were sort of spreading out. I actually heard someone say that. Interesting. The whatever that ditzy blonde that's the uh, Laura Ingram press count no press secretary of his the new no the, the that woman one, it's yeah. her name's like uh, Maria McKay or something no it's some white girl shit like Kaylee or some shit Kaylee like McKay so, I know it's like McKay some or the last name's yeah, like McKay. God, I've been I've watched a few of those and it's just rough. She's always got like some Frank Ducks type uh, stat that she rolls out there. Yeah, President like Trump like is yeah. three hundred and eighty six and zero. Fastest knockout so twelve point five seconds. Fast knockout with fist. Uh, Twenty five miles per hour. Whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, they can't even. Frank uh, Ducks, you piece of shit. Why aren't you working for the White House? Maybe he is. Maybe he's doing covert ops. I, that's why I read off that thing. I'm pretty sure he's working I think he's in Trump's, the CIA. I think so. I think Trump's going to – I mean, he's nominated every other fuck who doesn't know shit about C, you know intelligence. So why not Frank Ducks? Why not? He's got a rap sheet a mile long thanks to all the made-up credentials. Never, why not Jeff Speakman, Griff? Why not Jeff Speakman? Jeff Speakman, Griff. I remember him very well. He was going to be the next big thing. They were really building this guy up in 1991. So this is, uh, I, I don't know how old you would have been in the 90s. I but... would have been 17. I saw this movie in the theaters. You saw I was excited because they were pumping you up. Like, this dude, he's the perfect well, weapon. Well, we heard that fucking intro music, and they, I imagine every trailer was, Wake up the power! Yes, it was. Every commercial, every trailer. And how can you not get pumped up by, I believe, 
the band's called Mars. It was a one-hit wonder band. I think they were called Mars. Oh man, I keep I always think it's CNC Music Factory and everybody dance now, but no, I think it's Mars. I I, I don't think they're one-hit wonders. I think they made their money and they were like, "Fuck this business, we're too good for it." And you well, know, you, mean, you got that ways. perfect weapon money, you can retire. Perfect weapon money. But yeah, Jeff Speakman. I don't know what it just didn't take. Like everyone was like, "No, stand back, people. This guy's going to be the next big huge action star." And I've never seen another Jeff Speakman movie since. I think he does like straight to video shit. Still. Yeah, I I feel like I've seen him pop up in a few things here and there. This was my first Speakman experiment experience. Uh, I mean, he's got a good look to him. I would have liked his frame as a Wolverine more because he doesn't look too tall. He looks wide in the shoulders and everything. It's mm. like looks like a vicious little guy. Well, he, we we learn in this movie he's very vicious. Yeah, person. He's a tiger. He's a tiger. What's the deal with that ring? <laughs> that yeah, ring was something else. Was cool. Uh, but uh, so we have did, every Asian action star in the history of Asian action cinema. That was in the this best movie. thing for for me and you. That that was the most fun. I, we, I it imagine. was like spot. We knew them all. Yeah, exactly. Like I mean, that. we're into all of those like. Oh, you know, the only one missing was Joe Kazuki. He's probably stunt coordinator or something. I can't be on the film. I think I saw Shane get stabbed in the face. Yeah, I saw Shane in there. I definitely saw Shane. He was the one who was constantly getting goofed on. He was probably the stunt double for Jimmy O. You wouldn't recognize this guy, but uh, Tanaka, he was... I know Tanaka. Oh, you don't know? You okay. Professor Toto Tanaka, professional wrestler. He was a professional wrestler. Slash Deep Freeze. Oh, that's right. Slash rapist from Return of the Revenge of the Ninja. Yes. Okay. If you ever needed a, because he was supposed to, he was like, I think his wrestling gimmick was like odd job from Goldfinger. That was like his gimmick. Yeah. He would wear the suit and all that shit. That yeah. makes he wore a suit in this too. Yeah. And the what I remember him from growing up was Three Ninjas. He was yeah. not the main villain, but like the villain's yeah. bodyguard, if just you, like in this if movie. You needed a huge Asian dude. You always got Professor Toru Tanaka. But he was always wearing a suit right. and then the jacket. But then uh, in Three Ninjas, he just wore like a blue wife beater and the suit jacket. But he got beat up by three children in that movie, so well, not is, his not it his. It is the world of acting. Yes, know? yes, yeah. he is a great actor. Clearly, I mean, <laughs> in this movie, we see Branscombe and Alion get destroyed in seconds. We don't even before we can even register it's them. I I was having a rough day yesterday, and I was like, "Is that Branscombe?" Because yeah. of course, this is supposed to be full of Koreans, yeah. but Branscombe uh, transcends all. He's he, the Lon Chaney of ethnicities. He ran a thousand <laughs> ethnicities. You he can play looks, whatever you need. He looks fucking beautiful in this movie. He had, I I think somebody dammed up the Sioux Falls because it was kind of like he didn't have the flowing uh, mane. No, it wasn't that sweet uh, flow. It was kind of more voluminous, you yeah. know? He, he was a babe in these days. I mean, 91. <laughs> this is the same as Renegade days, but still, it looks so, looks so thick and hearty. Yeah. I don't know. It was beautiful. Let's talk more about Branscombe, huh? <laughs> this is supposed to be Jeff Speakman's movie. Jeff Speakman, yeah. Jeff, I don't know what. I was. He did. I mean, he didn't annoy me. I mean, I wasn't like I want to see this guy get murdered like Olivia Gruner. I mean, yeah. he he had the right amount of humbleness to him. He he gets his ass beat in this movie like constantly, and I like that about him. Um, he he wasn't like. There wasn't women fawning all over him. No. Like, they broke from that, night, like, action tradition of all the women fawn, you're untouchable. Right. So that, w- that was kind of interesting. He introduced the world to the martial art of Kenpo. Kenpo. Which, I mean, we talk tippy-taps when we're referring to kicks, but 
Jeff is doing like I, I, slippy slaps. Slippy slaps, maybe. He, yeah, I liked it, man. I it's something I, I I don't see anybody doing what he was doing. That's why I don't I don't know why he didn't like stand out because yeah, his move is he just brutally bitch slaps the shit out of people like <laughs> twenty <laughs> times in a second. Yeah, and I was like I dug that because you don't see that. Yeah, and he also had like I mentioned the Wolverine. He maybe I was thinking of that because he kept the chest hair going. You know, kind not like yeah. Chuck Norris thick where it's like <laughs> fucking forest, but he had. Chest hair and everything. The chest hair, yeah. Oh man, manscaped. This is also the first movie I can think of where all of the uh, contact is just bass. Like I have a Blu-ray version of the movie, and holy shit! Like all those little slippy slaps, it was like boom, boom, boom. My house was shaking. Like pictures were falling off the walls. That just that reminds me. Last night, for the first time in probably thirty years, I was watching Temple of Doom. Oh, nice. My least favorite. No, it's my least favorite. Oh, is that the... Is that... I love you, Gindy. Okay. Short round. Yeah, short round. And, God, the sound effects were obnoxious. The punching. It it felt like a Shaw Brothers movie. Mm -hmm. It was just so over the top. Yeah. Really irritated me. It's still... I'm sorry. I came into it with, like, fresh eyes. I haven't seen in 30 years. I was like, it's always been my least favorite. I was like, I'll give it another shot. It's still the worst Indiana Jones movie. It's just not good. Just not as good. I mean, Harrison Ford's great, but fucking that kid and the chick who went on to marry uh, Steven Spielberg. Ugh. I like, again, I try to bring it back to Speakman, and we're already off Speakman again. Maybe that's why his career <laughs> failed. Like, he's just not that uh, interesting. He's too uh, chill. Cause I, did he drop any one liners in this movie? I believe he did, but I can't recall. <laughs> he's he's just a nobody. Like he yeah, just didn't. Sorry. nothing clicked. Yeah, I feel bad for Speakman. Yeah, I really do too. Oh fuck. Are you ready? Uh, want to check out this yeah, trailer? Well, yeah. And... Well, you know what, Jeff Speakman, we speak your name <laughs> because you are the perfect weapon. He looks like anyone else you'd pass on the street. Give me your money now, sucker. Except for one thing. Want my money? Huh? Is this what you want? He has a slight attitude. No problem. Paramount Pictures presents international Kenpo star, Jeff Speakman. Should be more respectful of our organization. Is there a problem here? Yeah. Guess so. Hey, Terminator, I don't know where you came from, but you better go back. Those guys are golden this. You're a dead man. A tragedy he could not prevent. Camp! It's a signature execution. We've seen it before. Leads him into a forbidden world with nothing to rely on but his own lethal skills. Who killed Kim? You cannot handle this by yourself. Who said it never hurt to ask? Everybody in Koreatown knows Young killed Kim, dick. Tracy? Now, we are ready. Young and I have some unfinished business. I will finish it. He has no gun. No fear. Are you faster than a speeding bullet? No equal. 
no problem. In his explosive motion picture debut, <laughs> Jeff Speakman is the perfect weapon. All right, I hope they pumped up the jams again there, got the power. That's another. That's another, another like 90-91 one-hit wonder. Got that same beat God, rhythm now, and everything. What were they called? Now I'm going to spend the whole episode thinking about what fucking pump, pump up the jam. Pump the jam. Uh, yeah, I don't Technotronic, I think I, that is what sounds they were right. called. I mean, it's at least a band, so yeah. we got it that much. So we, we, we got the power. We start out setting out what our man. He's a man of the people, Jeff. His yeah, character's name's Jeff. It's blue collar. Yeah. Just Jeff. Did you notice that in the credits? Yeah. It's Jeff, it's Jeff Sanders or Saunders. I don't know how they pronounce it. They said that in the movie? Yes. Because oh. his brother announced when he... We're getting ahead of ourselves. I don't know. I think they just disowned him. <laughs> he's a man with no name. Yeah. Name with no last name. Name. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, he's a working class. He's, he call me the working man. That's what <laughs> I am. This is a one-hit wonder episode. Any music references. Well, Russia has plenty of hits. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's just working on that construction crew for about five seconds, and he's like, I got to go home and do my katas. <laughs> I thought his boss said, hey, man, you've been working real hard. Why don't you get out? He's just shuffling dirt around with a shovel. Yeah. Everyone is. And so he's in his one-room apartment, his studio apartment, doing his katas to I Got the Power. <laughs> he's fucking – and you notice it, he literally was because he had a radio. He turns it off after he gets done with do the you, Do you like when movies do that, when it's like, yeah. are we hearing the music or are they hearing the music? And then uh, he was listening to yeah. it. Well, that gets you pumped up. He probably was just relaxing, and then that came on, and he's like, I got to fucking do something. I got to rip my shirt off. So he throws some peck jelly on, rubs it in the fucking chest hair, and just cut as the fuck. For like about, you know, we, this is an 85-minute 85 minute, 85 movie, about five minutes of him just doing his katas. Yeah. Oh, we had to watch the credits, so they, yeah. they kind of smushed those two things together, but I was not into that. No, I didn't want to watch him do his katas for five minutes. Not five. Everything is the appropriate amount of kata. Everything else in this movie is super tight, except that scene. They like, said, "Well, there, there was. Where I'm assuming there was a love story that got totally cut. Like, they could have used that. They but, might, yeah. But we'll get into that. But we won't because we've <laughs> talked about how we teased you and we never get to it. Yeah. So we probably won't get into that. <laughs> we'll but forget. maybe we will. Uh, so we'll we sh- forget. Like the makers of this movie forget. <laughs> So he showers up, and you know he gives his uh, old buddy Kim a call. Talks his balls, and then he just puts the robe. Now he doesn't even shower up; he just throws a robe on and chills out. You're right; he does. Gross! Come on, that robe's got to be disgusting. And he calls up his buddy Kim, played by Mako, who we last saw in Conan the Destroyer when we destroyed that movie. Oh, nice! He was Conan's wizard buddy. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, of course, every Asian stereotype, he just works at, like, an Asian antique shop, much antique like Shokuzugi and Pray for Death. Yup. And he's being hassled by these guys in, in big, baggy 90s suits. I know something's <laughs> up. And they got mullets, so, like, these guys are up to no good. I mean, last week we were Little Showdown in Tokyo. Tokyo Showdown. showdown Tokyo Tokyo. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Uh, yeah, we're now we're in Little Koreatown, and yeah. new showdown's about to happen. So unlike the Yakuza, well, kind of like the Yakuza, like you said, baggy pants, nipple, nipple belt waist. Uh, they're they're pushing on Kim. They're, was it insurance money again? No, 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 no. He had plenty of space in his warehouse they wanted to use for their meth. Oh. So they're like, we want to rent your space. We're going rent, back to meth wink. again? 
Yeah, who knew? I always thought the '90s was all about heroin. I mean, maybe it's just the Asian markets are into Asian, the. They're into it. Yeah, so it's not hillbilly heroin. It's, it's yeah. I, don't know, I, I can't think of anything racist <laughs> about Asian people starts with H. But Hanoi heroin, I don't know. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, I mean, look, meth never went out of style in my house. Yeah, we, I, I always do it. <laughs> but I always thought heroin was the big thing. Then I who knew. Yeah, ninety ninety one. When people were getting the power, they're getting it from meth. Yeah, apparently. So they're like, "Yeah, Mr. Kim, we got this. We don't to this deal." And he's a, he's a, he is a legitimate businessman. Yeah, he is what fucking uh, Officer Joe, Joe Marshall, Marshall is all about. He's all about legitimacy and business. He's like, "No, I refuse." And while he's in, he's like, hold on, I got a phone call, and picks it up, and it's Jeff. I love this. He's got people trying to muscle him. And he's just like, yeah, my phone's ringing. He won't be intimidated by these guys. Talk to the hand. That's a 90s thing, right? Yeah. Talk to the hand. And I believe, no, little Jimmy wasn't there yet. So he, he, he's he got the hand out there, but these thugs, they know how to push people around. So he gets a minute of talking to Jeff, and he's just like, hey, Jeff, how you doing? I guess it's been a while since they talked to each other. And uh, Jeff is realizing his heart rhythm is off. He can hear that through the phone because Jeff is... I don't even know what level of ninja at this point. So he's like, Kim, is everything all right over there? Uh, you know, just people trying to push heroin into my st- – not heroin. No, I got heroin in my brain. Some what, what, what is it, meth? Meth. Some people just trying to use my store for meth. No big deal. But, uh, yeah. The, the, like, How are you doing? And then it's like, click. Oh, I will, I'm done talking to your hand, Mr. Kim. We're going to talk business. No, get out of there! Do they, I don't know. They rough him up. I don't remember. They I don't remember. Leave. I think I, they, you'll regret this, and they like walk off. Yeah. So Jeff, he heard all that, and he's worried. Kim's the only—he's the last connection he has to his past. Yeah. So he's like, "I got to drive to L.A." I, you said he was in Santa Fe. Yeah. So I drive to L.A. See my buddy Kim. Go to Little Koreatown. Little Koreatown. So we see a nice. We get a nice. I don't think we've ever seen Have we seen a driving montage? A driving flashback? Uh, I believe we have. It doesn't seem too hard to believe. So he's driving, and he's having all these flashbacks. We learn everything we need to know about Jeff in the next 10 minutes. Again, super tight movie, except for the kata scene. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we, we go back to his early childhood. We learn his mother died. Yes. When he was a young boy. And so his dad is basically telling all this by talking to Kim. Apparently, they're old war veterans together. Yeah. Well, I, the Korean War? They did, they did pretty I, fucking old. Korean War was like in the 50s. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. No idea. So, Dad is a cop. That's something you pick up right away. But they're well, talking. wearing a policeman's uniform. Well, yeah. 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 Oh. I picked it up. Okay. Oh, I'm not saying that it was hard to pick up. I'm just saying we picked that up. So, we, 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 we learned that. And they're talking about how Jeff... Just isn't taking the mother death so well. Adam's okay because he was too small. Right. Doesn't matter to him. But Jeff, he's lashing Lash, out. Right. He's fucking kicking children in faces and shit. And while that's going on, Jeff and Adam are eavesdropping right in plain view. Yeah. But they're hiding behind a banister. So they so, kind of are, are like camouflaged. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sending that fucking kid to a military academy. He needs to learn discipline. Kim, uh, he's like, well, you could do that, but here's the thing. I uh, I got some friends. I know a couple people, and they're into this Kenpo stuff, and it's, 
it's uh, something that might help him. And he's like, I don't know about that. That sounds kind of gay. I want him to learn about discipline. Oh, Kempo. It's all about discipline. Well, no, he goes, he doesn't need to learn discipline. He needs to learn self-discipline. Oh, okay. And that's what Kenpo will teach you. Okay. So he's like, mm, okay, how much does it cost? And he finds out it's cheaper than the military academy. He's like, I think this will work, yeah. Kim. <laughs> Take him to this school of yours. So Kim, at first, I thought Kim was going to train him. I thought, I thought so, too. I thought that's where we were heading. No, he just takes him to a guy he knows, Master Lowe, who has a, has a uh, dojo it was, in oh. a little Korea town. I love Master Lowe, too. He had that great look, that Columbo eye just floating there. Loved him. I didn't notice that. <laughs> And so he, first he's not taking it seriously. He's like they line up, he lines the kids up. Yeah. And they practice their Ric Flair chops. They do. That was so interesting. So everybody down the line you have to you have to Ric Flair chop the chest of the guy next to you and go, "Whoa!" <laughs> and they go down the line until at the end of the line is Jeff and Jennifer, his we thought was going to be his love interest. And I'm sure is somewhere on the cutting room floor. There is a whole story there. It has to be. She chops him and knocks him off on his ass, man. Yeah. Because Jeff is just, like, looking around like, oh, this place is pretty neat. That's a cool sword over there. He's not paying any attention. And he's got, like, a foot on this girl, but she hits him right in the right spot. So he right goes in the bread down. basket, and he collapses. And then he's like, maybe there is something in this Kempo. Yeah. And then we get that nice montage of him. I lo- well, this is- Master Lowe looks at Kim, and he's like, pick him up. So she helps him up. And then they look like Kim and uh, Jeff look at each other. And then kind of look forward again. And Master Lowe gets that kind of like chin stroking, like, it's going to be all right. Like, <laughs> it's been one second. What is That's this? all he needed. He can tell. Yeah. They're looking. So we we see him slowly start aging up, and he's doing He did all a nice shit. little thing I liked where he did roundhouse, and every roundhouse his belt would go up a level. Yeah. Yeah, that was kind of cool. So he started out with, like, I don't know, like, plenty purple belts, like, at the bottom. Of, and then he got up to brown belt. And then we have a nice ceremony where he gets his black belt. He even gets a black uh, outfit, too. Right. He got it all. And, you know, everyone's excited. It's like graduation day. Yeah. And then Master Lowe goes, not just a belt. I need to give you this. (laughs) And he pulls out this ring. I was like, is he going to ask him for his hand in marriage? I don't know what was going on with that. Ninja marriage. So he's extra special. Murray... You got to bring up the fact that this ring, it's got on one side engraved into it is a dragon. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. Okay. But then when you reverse it somehow, it's got a fucking like little tiger yeah. <laughs> like yeah. sticking out of it. Yeah. That would, that would hurt if you make a fist. Exactly. But that's how tough Jeff is. It's fucking crazy. So, yeah. And so gets that ring. So, we're still in the flashback. This time we're in high school. Yeah, we, we see him. He's still driving. He hasn't crashed his car, going too far yeah. into his own flashback. Every once in a while, the flashbacks are just Jeff smiling about the... He's the, got this beautiful, like, 60s Mustang convertible. Everybody has a classic car. Nobody drives, like, a fucking Ford Fiesta or something. The, the, it's always the, a classic car. This is like the, the the jokes whenever you see someone in the 70s, and they're, like, working at a gas station, but they have, like, a nice Corvette or something. And that, right. we got Jeff, who's a blue well, you collar. Could. Back in those days, you could. Exactly. Exactly. You could you could own a Corvette and work at a gas station. Yeah. <laughs> no, you could. But, but then now we have Jeff, who is a blue collar worker. He just shuffles dirt around on the ground with a shovel, and he's got a fucking beautiful car. 
Yeah, and he's enjoying driving it as he's reminiscing. Yeah. So he reminisces. I don't know why this isn't really a great thing to reminisce about, but he's... We, we, learned, need, we need to know this, We though. learned he's on the track team. He specializes in pole vaulting. Oh, my God. I hope this comes up later in the movie. I hope so, too. And he's great at it. He's like, could it be go to the Olympics? Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't have a scene where they like a coach like, Jeff, if you keep it up, you're going to be qualified for the Olympics. They they were like, we have all these Asian extras. We don't have any white uh, extras here to like have a coach. That I, they should have brands come in there like in the little gym shorts and a hat. I would have loved that, but we needed that. We needed someone to. You know, yeah. to to build up what he was gonna, ready to lose. Yeah, but we didn't get that. Yeah, we, good, what we good. do get is the jackass whole like linebacker fat fuck bully we all see in every movie. It's like, hey, you fucking track faggots, get off the field. This is for football. Yeah, Th- this is uh, Adam uh, Jeff's little brother comes over and is like, wow, brother, you're really good at pole vaulting, and so. They walk. They do walk right across football practice. Right. I'm just trying to say, like, okay. they were kind of, oh. you know, oh, not what they should have. Is that what you're saying, Murray? They were asking for it. Well, one person was asking for it because Jeff he he's learned discipline, self discipline. We think, yeah, from Master Low. So he's just like whatever, and then Adam's like, yeah, you wouldn't say that, and then the guys like. Adam, Adam pretty much pushes this. Right. He, he flips in the birds and sit and spin, asshole. Oh, man. And that just sets the bully jack off. He fucking backhands the shit out of Adam. Yeah, so like, much that he bloodies his nose. Yeah. Well, just seeing that red face and you know, all that blood flowing out of his brother's nose, that sets Jeff off. He has like a Vietnam flashback, and he's ready to fuck shit up. This football kid, by the way. Wearing a helmet. Yeah. I get it. He reminded me of Chris Penn, John Penn's brother. Big, fat, dumpy guy who looked like he was 40. And he was playing a high schooler. And, yeah, so Jeff just fucking CTEs the fuck out of this dude. Just, like, caves the helmet in with these fucking roundhouse kicks Jesus to the head. Christ. He's, like, paintbrushing them with the kicks. Boom! These are not tippy taps. These, these are fucking are, power kicks. These are power kicks. Kurt Sloan would be proud. And this kid's just eating them. He's just like boom, boom, boom. Well, the first one obviously concussed him because right. he was just standing there, just taking them. <laughs> after that, I I don't know. It was crazy. And fucking Jeff was giving him, and he just fucking caves in the fucking helmet. He collapses. He probably dies. He doesn't. We know he doesn't. But he's close to death. So they actually, um, that kid has to be taken to the hospital immediately. I'm surprised they didn't just tell him to walk it off. Yeah, he got arrested. Yeah. Jeff. Jeff did, yes. And so his dad pulls some strings. He's a cop, gets him out. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? What did you learn from Master Law? I thought he taught you. He was picking on Adam. It doesn't matter. Yeah. He actually blames Jeff for Adam being kind of a dick. (laughs) He's like, this is because you're so good at fucking Kempo. It makes your l- younger brother more aggressive. Right. Makes him think violence is the answer to any problem. It's, what and the it, fuck? And he's like, Jeff, I know you're 17, but I want you the fuck out of my house. Oh. You have three hours. And get to all your shit and go. So Jeff immediately turns over to Master Low as Kempo we Master. Out, we, we point out, Jeff had an anger issue. He did the right thing. 
learn martial arts, learn a challenge. He has one screw up protecting his brother. Yeah. And his dad's like, you're on the street. His dad doesn't bring up any other time. We don't have any history of any other time. One time. But it's because he almost murdered that kid. <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, that that's a pretty big fuck up. But, yeah, you know, you could have just knocked him down. No. Fucking try to murder him. So where's he? He's got nowhere to go, right, Griff? Yeah. So he goes, of course, to his master, and he's got to have a serious heart-to-heart. He's got that nice feathered hair, jean jacket on. And his master is, like, kind of talking, you know, the Bruce Lee poetry, you know, functional. Well, he talks bullshit. about there's two disciplines, the way of the tiger and the way of the dragon. I didn't understand what was happening here. I'm not a ninja, though. So. Well, I am, so I'll explain it. Please do. He said, Jeff, you are a tiger. And then he does the tiger claw move, and it comes at Jeff, and Jeff just blocks it. Well, yeah. And he's just like, yeah, so what? You need to be a dragon. And he does the same move, and Jeff blocks it. But then Jeff looks down. He's got oh, his other hand yeah. cupping his balls. Yeah. And he's like, I could crush your fucking balls like grapefruits. Yeah. And he's like, that's the way of the dragon. It's thinking. It's not reacting with feelings and hate. It's it's thinking about what you're because because that's what Ken Poe is about. It's because it, he, he he lays it out. It's like it's not just spiritualism. It's science. It's based in science. Yeah. It's about every action is equal opposite reaction. Isaac Newton invented Kenpo, is what he's trying to say. Oh, shit. That's what's happening here? Yes. And he's just like, you know, this this is a thinking man. If you're a dragon, you're a thinking fighter. If you're Fuck. a tiger, you just lash out like you've been doing. I I thought better of you. I thought you were a dragon, but you're, you're a tiger. You need to get life experience to learn how to be a dragon. Also, we're going to a Bruce Leroy situation here. Where do you find the glow? It's out in the world. You got to go find it. And so that he does. And uh, we get Jeff. He We're in modern times. End of flashback. End of flashback. We Jeff. know everything we need to know about Jeff. Now. Yep. He's in modern times. He's been gone for the last 17 years. He's rolling into little, t- uh, excuse me, little Korea for the first time in that right extended next to period. Black Korea? Right, yeah. That's a Ice Cube song. Is what I'm oh, gotcha. A very racist Ice Cube song, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, Jeff immediately, he knows where Kim's place is, and he rolls right into there, but... We're going to see it from Kim's perspective. He's in a store, and those fucking thugs With are back. Jimmy o, and With a, a Jimmy O, a little yeah. street urchin that he allows to hang, stay at his place when he needs to, and he helps clean up the shop. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's Big not, hard on that kid. Right. He's got he just, a, he's he's got guidance. A, he needs discipline. Self-discipline. Like uh, somebody else we just had a flashback about. So thugs are in there, and they're just like, no, old man. Not gonna work this time. So they're breaking shit up. Right. They got. I forget what kind of weapons they had. They probably had kempo sticks or something. Kempo sticks. No, they what had the uh, guns and knives. They, oh, they. They guns and knives. I don't even remember that. So, they start breaking all the fucking shit, and one guy goes to break. Guy, the fr- and then, fucking that Limp Biscuit song "Break Shit" was playing. It was a very nice touch. Yeah. So one guy breaks the front window. And I With love a broomstick or some shit. I love how this worked into it though. He breaks the window, so we're not seeing through the window. But Jeff pulls the guy from the broomstick and fucking jumps in the window, springs into action, just like every other fighting and he scene. Goes, oh. Clean up aisle seven. Oh my god! And then he go- and then he starts cleaning up. He's he starts actually wrecking more damage than the mob guys were doing. He's destroying everything and say throwing guys into shelves. They were doing like one thing at a time, very slowly, very meticulously. 
Jeff is fucking power bombing people into fucking just racks of shit. He's choke slamming. He's oh my god. He's he set a table on fire and then choke slamming. And then the he guy. got the ladder and he did the hardy thing. Oh. <laughs> he's a he's a was it an enigma? Whatever. Yeah, a, a charismatic an enigma. enigma. He's a charismatic enigma. <laughs> and Kim. He's so happy to see Jeff that he's okay that Jeff just destroyed he everything. He doesn't you know? give a shit. And J- Jimmy pipes up because he knocks the goons out and they all turn tail and walk away. You know, with- well, Jeff's like, who the fuck are these guys? Yeah. And then Jimmy goes, Golden Fist, man, don't you know? Terminator, what the fuck's wrong with you? Because I'm Terminator. <laughs> right. Uh, and it's like the Golden Fist, they're almost as bad as the Iron Claws. What? Iron Claw? Yeah, the guy's over in Little Tokyo. God damn. And he's like, I don't ever get there. And so, yeah, Kim's like, yeah, they, they're the goons for the fucking Korean mafia. Don't don't get involved, Jeff. I can handle it. So, but it's great to see you. So we actually get a little brief cutaway because, you know, we, we need some time to eclipse here before we go back to Kim's place. So we see one of the one of the goons that was there busting up the store. I don't remember. Three of them were. They were all had one had a neck brace, one had his arm in a sling. Yeah, very comical kind of. Beat they're, up. they're just like sitting in this little office, and then Tanaka comes in, right. and he's our wrestler, as we mentioned before, and he's got this cool little move because he comes in, he's wearing a full suit, and he pulls out like a little like a boutonniere, a boutonniere, puts it in his lapel, and all the fu- the three dudes. Freak the fuck out. He grabs one of them and just headbutts him. Right. Cracks his skull open. Blood's going everywhere. It's crazy. It's gross. It's, it's like ridiculous. when Hulk Hogan does the fucking hand to the ear. You know the leg drop's coming. That's like his tell. Yeah. You know you're going to get headbutted to death if he puts the boutonniere in. So we just see that man. We get a close-up of his face. We get we see his skull. We see his brains leaking out of his nose. It's, it's gruesome. Tanaka is not to be fucked with. But then we go back to enjoy some tea with Kim. So Jeff's like, they're getting ready to go to bed. Jeff's like, you know what? I haven't been in Little Korea for a while. I'm going to go take a walk. Yeah. Because I'm uh, fresh we, air. We get to see that nice little picture of Kim and uh, his dad and, you know, in whatever war they were in. It's black and white. I, they got like a necklace of ears. They're, you know, yeah. they're standing over a dead body. I thought I saw a black and white photo of Steve James and Michael a, Dudikoff there. I think there was there. a baby on a bayonet that like his dad had. He was yeah. smiling. So, I mean, times. I, I do want to point out that uh, Kim does say, hey, man, you know, it's never too late to speak to your dad. Something like that. So Jeff tucks him in. I'm going to go on a walk, kiss him on his forehead. Tucks him in. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think this was just, he really wanted because uh, Master Lowe's uh, dojo's right across the street. I think he, he really didn't want to go for a walk. I think he wanted to go see Master Low. He had some unfinished business. But I, for some reason, something was holding him back. We have no idea his motivation. Why? Well, we why think he's... it's somewhere on the cutting room floor because this it's... is where we see Jennifer all grown up. Yeah. Played by Mariska Hargitay from Law & Order Rape Police. Oh, oh boy. Isn't that what it's called? I have. It's all about rape. <laughs> no idea. I, I, and she's totally wasted. She has zero lines, and she's in it for 40 seconds. Top. It's so weird. We're talking like 10 o'clock at night. Every building that Jeff walks by, lights are out. There's like a few neon signs up, you know, here and there. And he looks into the building, the Master Lowe's Kempo. I like that, Master Lowe's Kempo. And 
Jennifer and Lo are just staring out the window at him. They're both in their karate outfits. What the fuck? What? I was like, are they ghosts? No, I think the opposite. I think they have a relationship. Jeff thought he was going to rekindle his relationship with Jennifer, and then he's like, oh, they're together. Because it makes sense for our very final scene. Okay. So that's my interpretation. I don't know, because the whole love interest angle is totally cut from this movie. Like, no, we need more room for greasy katas. (laughs) Cut this shit out. Speaking of cutting this shit out, Kim's about to get a little wake-up call. God, what horrible timing. You go for a walk just as Tanaka shows up. And you were were talking about how he walks five feet up the door because Master Lowe's place is right across the street. Somehow between all that, Tanaka, they uh, that broken window earlier, he tears down. They they just boarded it up. Tanaka apparently tore down a couple boards and walks right in the window, gets up to the Kim's room and Kim just accepts his fate because he sees that boutonniere. Yep, and he's like, "All right, I." He doesn't even scream. Give it to me. Nothing. And he then fucking Tanaka splashes him and pins him for a five count. Five count. Five count, like King Kong Bundy. Jesus Christ. And so that kills Kim's an old man. Yeah. So, of course, Jeff happens to pop in seconds late because, yeah, he's already dead. But he hears that car screech, and he's like, I'm busting into action. I know exactly why that car's screeching. That's the murderer. It's got to be. So Jeff runs out there. He goes chasing the car. He's... or uh, Tanaka was just fucking with him here because he he was like keeping it at a pace, so Jeff could you know feel like he was getting ground on him, and then he turns that corner and he's just gone because feels out. <laughs> he's in a fucking car. So Jeff is hot because he's got like, the blood of a tiger. We learned he's not a dragon; he's a tiger. Yeah, he's apparently he's still not a dragon yet, and all that time he has not mastered dragon. He's not experienced enough. Well, it's because he was just hanging around in Santa Fe, probably eating Tex-Mex. And as luck would have it, when you're a tiger, you need to kill somebody. So as luck would have some muggers come by, white muggers, by the way. Yeah, the scourge of Koreatown. These fucking whiteies. <laughs> and like, hey, fuck face, give me your wallet. You want this wallet? It's like totally empty wallet. It's like a talking two dollar bill in there he's just like you want this here and then he goes bah, 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 does that fucking he, he knocks out five guys in like one second with those chops dude it was crazy and they went whoa <laughs> so after jeff uh you know gets some of that aggression now we just kind of fade to the moonlight and cut to the next morning we got ki- cops all over kim's place they're inspecting everything you see this total dweeb was it dweeb? With his floppy 90s fucking haircut. I, I don't know what... He reminded me of so many other people. I don't I don't know what was going on here. And he meets up the... the we learn that Korea is very tight. Like, they don't like outsiders. They do not like white guys. They want to take care of their business on their own. Yeah. So he's already getting some pushback. But he's just like... He meets up with the Korean detective. He's like, do whatever you want to do. You're not going to get anything from any of these people. Yeah, there was one guy who came here the night that he died and called it in. I guess, I mean, I assume Jeff called it in. So, Well, yeah, he's like, yeah, he's upstairs. You're probably not going to get anything from this yeah, guy. Yeah, he's not saying anything. He's a real tough dude. He's real badass. Like, he's got this tiger vibe to him, but I could tell that he's trying to uh, ascend into dragon, dragon-ness. He's like, where have I heard that before? Hmm. Sounds so familiar. And he walks up, and then we see Jeff sitting on a couch, and he's like, Adam? Oh, shit. Jeff? 
It's the fucking brothers, man. Jeff Adam, the good son, stayed, fought, went into the family business, became a cop. Yep. He's like a detective. Right. And Jeff, he doesn't have time for that shit. I do, I do believe they go back to the cop, the police station together, though, and they're kind of talking they shit do. over. They do. He's looking at mugshots. Yes, that's right. And he's like, I don't think I look the same to me. I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, be a dragon, damn it. Stop being such a tiger. Ugh. But uh, Jeff's just like, look, you're not going to get anywhere with these people. They're not going to talk to the cops. So I'm going to go out there. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to do your job for you. I'm going to investigate. Yeah, I'm going to prove how much better. Why Why are they like, he's, he's so aggressive. Because his brother got him fucked over by, you know, mouthing off to that football player. He's so aggressive because he's a tiger. He still hasn't got the discipline yet. Oh, okay. Okay, the tiger's still is, coming is, out this, of him. This is the point of the movie. He does that journey from a tiger to a dragon. Okay, okay. So he's still hot. He's, still, he's got that fucking... Tiger, he got the, the tiger's poking, poking out. You know, when that happens, you're gonna die. <laughs> and he's like, I don't have time for your rules and your regulations. I'm gonna handle this shit. Kim was important to me. Hey, he was important to me too. Not important enough. So Jeff, so did where just... do you go when you're in an Asian community and you want to learn about what's going on in the underground? Yeah. So Jeff ditches Adam. He's gonna solve this case on his own, and of course. Uh, one of the goons he recalls beating up had. If you were eight. in Little Tokyo, you'd go straight to the hot tubs. Yes, but here but we're in Little Korea, and he's like, "Okay, I've got to figure out who that guy with the spider tattoo was." He fucking destroyed those dudes. But he's like, "That oh wait, I think the, him and the spider guy did spar a little bit." Yeah. But he's like, "That guy knew some moves." He looked like Asian Jimmy Hart. Yes, he did. Wow, we say that every week now. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, maybe it's Jimmy Hart's Asian. We don't even know about yeah. it. It's a common look. So he's like, I, I'm going to go down to that old... Uh, yeah, he's like, I noticed he, he had some pretty good Taekwondo. I yeah. notices he has some good form. He probably studying since he was four years old. Yeah. He should be studying since he was two. Two, exactly. Dolph taught us that last week. If he was two, he would have beat me. Yes. But four, no. So he goes to the, the, the nearest Taekwondo dojo. Which is like fucking the place you see Rocky training, that kind of gym. It's like in a loft. Yeah, it's in a loft. You got the just, elevator uh, that takes you up the cargo elevator. Cargo elevator. It's beautiful. I, I would love to have something. You got like the that. Asian version of Mickey from Rocky. He's like, he's just reading a porn on. Yeah, go work out if you want. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, really. How's this place staying open? <laughs> Do whatever you want. But it's super cool. You got all the all the fucking mats out everywhere. There's kick bags everywhere. And so he goes to the nearest mullet. Just that goes up to no good. <laughs> Pulls on it. He's <laughs> like, hey, I'm looking for this guy. 5'8", 150 pounds. Spider. Spider tattoo. You seen him? Maybe white boy. But if you want to know, you got to beat me. It's like, beat you? I see you got a couple more friends here. I don't beat all fucking three of you, and you give me yeah, some. He ups the ante. He's like, I'll beat all three of you fucking pussies. Yeah. And then you're going to start talking. You're going to start delivering the goods. And they're like, all right. Yeah. Okay. So, first, they start out pretty fair. I, I'm pretty sure the first guy was also in Little Tokyo. He looked familiar. I think yeah. he was one of Yoshida's goons. I think so. But he's like, they're going to fight fair one at a time at first. So, he's like, they're going back and forth. It's not even really that back and forth. Jeff's kind of getting his shit kicked in. Rope-a-dope. It's rope-a-dope. 
He's taking some brutal ki- like he's knocked down on the ground and guy gets clear shot to his ribs. But then like the tiger blood starts flowing. Maybe that was it. He was a little stiff, and, and then he just unleashes on the dude. Bitch slaps him like fifty times. I thought what was going to happen is he murdered the guy. I thought it was going to be a cutback to like the football scene, and I thought he was going to be like, "Oh shit, I killed this guy." No, he just slaps the shit out of this, slaps the taste out of this guy's mouth. He's like, "Okay, white boy." That's the way it's going to be. Dude, yeah, he doesn't even... Was this after he knocked him down? Yeah, he because knocks he, him down with the, with the chops. Yeah, he knocks him down with the chops, and as soon as the guy's head hits the mat, Jeff gets blindsided by uh, the two other dudes are ready to fight now, and they're fighting together. They did, like, the hands and the knees, and the guy jumped off him, springboarded, and they dropped were, I, What I didn't him. like is they were they're tagging on their back. You got to tag with the hands. Yeah, hand tag, guys. It's a legal tag, guys. Yeah. Don't do the back tag. I saw something last week that I was like, wait, can you do that where Britt Baker did not want to tag into the match? Yeah, you can do that. And so Nyla Rose grabbed her hand and tagged her in. Sure. Yeah. But uh, anyways, so they're they're now 2v1. And again, Jeff is getting fucking pummeled. But we learned that he just obso- – what's the Hellfire Club guy? Who takes a beating Sebastian and then just... Sebastian Shaw. Yeah. He absorbs kinetic energy that's, and then releases That's what's it happening out. here. Jeff absorbs kinetic energy. Well, he absorbs a lot of it. And he does this pretty sweet move. He's on the ground. A guy is, like, leaping over him. He kicks you in the nuts and then pole vaults him. What, he uses his pole vaulting. We see that all the time where they put, put a stick up because the guy's coming in for, like, a frog splash or something. Yeah, he pole vaulted him off the dick. And that takes him out, and then he takes the other guy out, and he goes back to the dick guy and puts his arm behind his back. Tell me what I need to know! He's like, crock pit! And then passes out. So we get a cut back to Adam. Now that we see how Jeff is going to get information, effectively gets information... We're going to go uh, follow Adam, and he's just walking around Koreatown. He's got a, he's got a map open. You know, come on. Like a total tourist. Total tourist. He walks into this little Asian place, a little, a little Korean restaurant, and he's like, hey, uh, I'm with the police department. I'm just trying to get a couple questions. And the guy's like, kimchi? Well, no. He goes, you know, Mr. Kim across the street? Oh, he yeah. He goes, kimchi? Kimchi. The guy's playing dumb. He doesn't want to get involved because they're an insular people. They don't want outsiders. But would you order this food? The guy turns around and just grabs a cart that was sitting there in the open. He, had, he knew that guy was coming. He knew that the cops were going to start investigating. So yeah. he had it set up. So he, then... he packs him up a little kimchi. And he, Adam's like, no, 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 no. Mr. Kim, your neighbor, does the white thing where you talk slow and, and loud. And he goes, he does the Asian thing. No speaky English. Yeah. He's like, pee and Coke. Ugh. And he's like, no, I don't want any pee in my Coke. And uh, Adam continues to try to ask questions, and what he ends up hearing is Kim Gong Koo, which is some other uh, meal. So he pulls out another little carton of food that just happened to hang out. Somehow correlates to a Korean dish. Yeah. So he's got a great lunch ready for him, yep. but no fucking clue. Of course, the the few, little English that he's willing to spell out is that'll be eight dollars. Thank you. Come again. Have a good day. Right. That was, and, his, that was the thing that yeah. let you off. Yeah. He's just playing dumb. Adam just rolled his eyes and was like, well, like you said, well, at least I got a good lunch Because he's a limp dick. He can't beat anybody up. So he's, he's like, that, oh, he'll take, he's, he's taking hair. shit from some fucking Korean restaurant guy. Exactly. Come on. A little, a little muscle. A little muscle. Learn from your brother. A little more maybe, tiger. Maybe take, a little more tiger, a little less dragon. Maybe take that kimchi and just to- toss it against the wall or something, you know? Too you know? respectful. So we're at Kim's funeral. Jeff's got his 
best leather jacket with the sleeves pushed up. Oh. He's he's in like the second row. They don't even have like uh seats out. Like everybody in the I first row. The first row. I think he's like Yeah, he was in the first row. Oh, okay, yeah. first row. He was it and it was sitting room only for him. Yeah. And then if you're just some fucking round-eyed guy gen, you're in the back standing. Yeah. So his dad's back there with, with Adam. Adam. And so you can tell he he was so important. He was way more important to Kim than these guys cuz he got front row seat. Yeah. So we, we, we hear a little bit of a service. It's in Korean. We don't know what they say. And, uh, you know, everyone gets up to pay the final respects. Jeff goes up there. He grabs his hand. And he's just like, I'm going to avenge your death. I'm going to fucking avenge the shit. He was pulling rings off. He was Out of holding death. his hand. What? I, I don't know what he was doing. I just know he was touching him. And Kim was touching him from the afterlife somehow. Uh, so Jeff actually turns around and sees Adam and his dad there. And I think there's a moment where they walk by each other. Yeah. Or no, his dad walks out of the room. His dad just beats it. And then Jeff like notices. Tiger. Ugh. Ugh. Walks out. Such a tiger. And then Jeff notices a couple things. He notices Young. And then he notices Jimmy. Right. And then Adam tells him, hey, I know there there was a kid there. I hate that you're not telling me everything. I know that kid was there. And Jeff's like, we have to display who Young is. He's just this shadowy, mysterious figure. Yes. And so played by, I don't know the actress name. I think it's James Wong is his name. It's yeah. we all we it's like you're not Young. We know you're, you're David Lopan. We know that's you, Lopan. Yeah. Who, who are you trying to kid? So we know something's up just by seeing Lopan there. You're like, oh okay, something's right. up. Right. So yeah, Adams after Jimmy now. He somehow fo- found his way on that lead because we know Adam kind of sucks at his job. Well, first Jeff goes after him. Well, yeah, yeah. We gotta, we gotta. Jimmy's just that. Like, wait up, guys. You know, because Jeff's like a man of action. He just immediately bolts after him. Jimmy jumps a fence. Unfortunately, there's some rotten crates. He can't hold. Yeah, Jeff's weight, so he crashes through these crates. So he can't get to Jimmy, and that's when finally Adam shows up. Oh, did he get away? Yeah, he got away. You scared him off, Adam. Oof. And then and Jimmy start <laughs> or Adam starts fucking hammering J- uh, Jeff here. He's just like, you know, Kim would still be alive if it weren't for you fucking showing your face back up in this and town. So would that football player. Remember that guy you killed? Remember how you killed him? Yeah, you did that. I had nothing to do with that. I begged you not to. <sighs> wow, Adam, you fucking. I, I I don't like Adam. I don't She's like it. She's bitch made. Uh, but yeah, so this conversation gets very heated because that tiger blood's fucking boiling. Yeah, he is ready to murder, and Adam does not realize this about his brother. Apparently, I guess they've been away for oh, too yeah. long. Too long. So he fucking backhands Adam, and Adam's bitchy reaction, like any any cop, <laughs> is to just pull his gun immediately. Well, he's got to stand his ground. He told stand his ground. He felt threatened. Yeah. He um, knows that Tiger Blood is immune to bullets, though, so he doesn't shoot, and he just sits there in, like, mesmerized. You know, he's just mesmerized. It's just a standoff. Standoff. And then uh, Jeff's like, I don't even need your shit, and walks off, and he comes out of the alley, looks over. What the fuck? Master Lowe and Jennifer walking out of the funeral. And we see Jennifer gives a nice, like, little smile, and we're like, What's on that cutting room floor? Dude. We're never going to learn what that smile was Dude, for. What is going on? Oh, God. So, uh, you know, we're going to just. This movie just 
moves right along. <laughs> Cut Good. to. We've had so many movies that just dragged. I'm glad the past couple have been just fucking yeah. full steam ahead. So we got to go to the coolest bar in all of Little Korea. Next to whatever the bar was from last week where they yeah. had naked sumo wrestling. Oh, that was so good. And sushi on the uh, raw. Uh, uh, girls just want to have fun. Yeah, this is this is like something out of like, uh, like Puff Daddy would have this kind of club where there's like live crocodiles and like pits, cause, hence the name Croc Pit. Yeah. And... We just—I don't know, man. I've Asian bars is where it's at, Griff. These places look like all the shit. Everybody, there's meth everywhere. People are just sucking the glass dick on those pipes. Yeah, just like last week. Loving it. They don't give a shit that people see. Yeah. And he's he's working his way through the crowd. Comes up to the, if you're in a bar and you need info, you go to the bartender. Yeah. Except when it's Branscombe Richmond. Was he the bartender? He was the bartender. He came all the way around. Yes, and he, he knew. He saw this guy's. Well, first of all, he's a round eye. Secondly, he's like, he's trouble. I can see that tiger blood flowing. Yeah. And he's like, hey, fuck. Fit. And then all of a sudden, bah, 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 bah. without even, yeah, two words out. Waste of Branscombe Rich. Oh, my God. He just destroys him. And then Al Leon comes out. It's destroyed quicker. You can <laughs> barely blink and you don't even see Al Leon. You just notice you that mustache just fly across the screen. <laughs> and and it, it, this sucks because. It was right after this happens that um, Jeff gets surrounded and he ends up being taken down. And right. then fucking Tanaka shows up. And you're like, oh, my God, I know what's about to happen here. This guy's been crushing skulls all goddamn yeah, he, he, day. He, well, you see, he pulls out the boutonniere. He pulls out the you boutonniere. You know what that means. That's his finishers coming up. Yeah. And just as that is, we see this dark silhouette. No! Leave him alone. Release take, him. Take him outside. Throw him out there. And I love this because uh, instead of, like, seeing him wake up the next morning or something, we just get him, like, leaving the funeral service again. <laughs> yeah, I don't like, know. Like, did he go back in time or yeah, I think, next but day? I think it was, like, this was some bad editing. I think in the, re- in the original movie, he went to the cockpit before the funeral and then... Makes, and I think they wanted to set up young. That's why they did it. They edited it that way. Yeah, but, but the, it yeah. was it was weird. It was weird. You want to like it's like, like a fucking five day funeral? Like you can just show maybe, up. Maybe maybe it is. Maybe we're just I don't know. But not understanding uh, Korean funerals. So um, yeah, Jeff's leaving the service again, and that's when Young meets. This is definitely what happened. They swapped those two scenes. Right. That has to be. But Young sees Jeff, and he's just, yeah. you know, he's like, hey. Lopan, Young. Uh, why don't you come with me, Round Eye? I, I got have something it. to tell you. I have some info. Yeah. And he's I'm, got a fucking limo. And... He always writes. Like, that must be a Korean thing, because Mr. Park from Angeltown also only drove in a limo. You're right. Nice call. Yeah. And uh, they, so they're out. They're driving around. He's like, that's a good place to go. That's Great awesome kimchi at that restaurant right across from Mr. Kim's place. Right <laughs> Just walking distance. <laughs> uh, this Kempo guy's okay, and too. And as far as Jeff knows, he's just this friend of Mr. Kim. And he's like, he's like, he's worried. He's like, I, I can't let his death go unavenged. I need help from an outsider. Yeah. There, he's like, he's like I'm going to tell you everything about what's going on in Koreatown. There are four, he said some Korean word for mob boss, basically. Yeah. You got one in the north, south, east, and west, and we all stick to our own territory. And he's like, how do you know all of this? Because I'm one of them. Yeah, he, he riddles off the names, and then he's like, and then Young. But I know he didn't do it. He's like, 
How did you know Young didn't do it? Because that guy sounds suspicious to me the way you said him last. Well, I am Young. And I wouldn't lie oh. to you. I've known you for 10 minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was at his funeral. You saw me there. Right. Why would yeah. I be at his I funeral him, if, I, if I didn't love him? You didn't see what the I... Perfect what, oh. crime. That Young. I used to buy all of his antiques Forty because chefs. I wanted to keep his... I, I love antique stores. I want to keep his antique and it's store like, around. But I know where you can, get so that you can get a lead, Jeff. There's this guy, Kai. He's the main henchman for Wu Sam. Yeah, he was the guy who uh, definitely would get you in with the guy who ordered the hit. So if you find Kai, you will find. Oh, by the way, I know where Kai is. Yeah, he's right there. <laughs> Jeff is so fucking enraged. That tiger blood, man, it makes him brain dead, basically. Because Kim, or Kim, excuse me, Kai. Young yeah. pulls him right up to Kai, and he's like, "Yeah, that's him." In a, they're in an alley. He's uh, Kai's in a car by himself, just smoking a cigarette. There's that spotlight just on him. Kai. Played by the guy who was Yoshida. The, he, he, he took was a step the, he, down and yeah. he got demoted because he was the mob boss. Japanese accused the mob boss last week's movie. You get your ass beat by Dolph Lundgren and they get to be put down a beg or two. Yeah. So now he's just a fucking underling. He's working his way back up. but He uh, lost so much face, he had to join the Korean mafia as an underling. Oh, so so Jeff is just stalking up on this man. We just quick cut to that because, again, we don't fuck around with this movie. And... He's got one of those electronic seatbelts that, you know, that when you get in, it goes across your chest. I, I think one of my cars had Whew. that when I was a kid. Uh, a kid, 20s. <laughs> Murray's been driving since I, he's seven. I, I, I never, never used it. Yeah. Uh, and I should have because I got in a car accident and I fucking broke my, uh, my uh, what do you call it, kneecap. Really? Yeah. No shit. Oh, I was tough. I didn't know it was. I was walking around. You walked it off. Out. You pulled I off did. your bootstraps. <laughs> I did. I really did because I was like, I didn't have insurance at the time. We didn't have Obamacare. Welcome back then. to America. So I was like, No, I'm fine. Don't call an ambulance. I was walking around on it, and then my mom. I got tiger blood, guys. Okay. Here's one of our, our more many tangents, guys. So my mom's like, No, go go get checked out. I'm like, Get off my fucking bag, mom. <laughs> so I go there, and like they're like, you wouldn't, There's no way you'd be walking. It's probably it's nothing. They give me an X-ray. My kneecap is split in half. Oh, Just literally like like uh, vertically. Yeah, yeah. Usually, it, I was lucky. Usually, it'll shatter. Like okay, your kneecap will be like a bunch of pieces, and then you're fucked. Yeah, you like surgery and shit. Right. So I, all I had to do was wear a fucking like one of those things, leg brace, stone cold leg like brace. You were well, no, I couldn't bend. People. It sucked. I had to be on crutches for six weeks. Oh shit. Okay. Yeah, it sucked. But Damn. anyway, back to Jeff. So Jeff is stalking up on Kai in this completely staged setting. You, you like I didn't even realize this the first time I watched it. They did a all right job of making me feel like a Jeff here. So Jeff grabs that electronic seatbelt and he wraps it around the guy's neck and he's pulling on it. And he's like, "Tell me who put the hit." He's doing his best Batman voice. Who put the hit? You're doing macho man. No, I uh, I almost went there because of course I did. Yeah. And Kai immediately is just like. Oh man, why didn't you just ask? Uh, it was uh, it was Sam. Woo Sam. So he's like, Sam, I knew it was that bastard. He doesn't know who Sam is, but you know, Jeff is cocky. <laughs> but as all young him. Will, so he goes back in the limo and he's like, Woo Sam, who is this guy? Oh, interesting. You Sam, it makes perfect sense. Woo, this is his. That's that's his mo. He, he loves to have people's heads crushed. Yeah. So let's go to the east side where he lives. And, uh, and George Jefferson. Yeah. And so we're, we're getting kind of a voiceover while Jeff is, again, they dropped him off right in front of the place because, of course, they did. Around the block, though, because he's peering around the corner and he's noticing 
uh, as we listen to uh, Young explain the fortifications that uh, well, yeah, Sam he has. He owns a hotel, I believe, and he owns the top floor as his you know, hangout. But you can only access it through an elevator. Oh, shit. Is this the same hotel we saw in No Retreat, No Surrender 2? Nine story? Is this the nine story <laughs> it hotel? Was nine stories. It counted. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you didn't see, you never saw the ninth story. That was palatial, dude. Exactly. I mean, everything else was just like pornography and filth And of course, the, the mouth of the South, <laughs> the pimp, Jimmy Hart. <laughs> so it was like, yeah, what do you know? Like, apparently, Koreatown's like two blocks because he's like, it's right there. Yeah, it's just right there. And so Jeff's like, mmm, Tiger Blood. And he. There is an external elevator out right. here. It's like the Renaissance Center. Yeah. And so there's like a little bit of lattice work. He climbs up that. That gets onto the elevator. He goes yeah, up the elevator. That was weird that there was lattice with like ivy growing on it on a, like a city street. On weird. a city street. Crazy. And here's the other thing about this uh, elevator. Is it just, it like, it was clearly operated from below, but they had a rope hanging above it. But it was like totally not taut. I, I don't know. It was it weird. Was, it was, a, I don't think it wasn't a real elevator. Well, yeah. Like yeah. Gimmick. So Jeff's on top of this elevator and he's riding up it. Yeah. And he does a very dumb plan. It's a it's horrible a, plan. If you're a dragon, you'd have a better plan. So he just lets it go until it reaches its tippy top point. Which you would Thankfully, imagine Yeah. It's just enough for him, room for him to still be on top without getting crushed. Yeah, it's like four feet away from the top, and then he notices like this uh he's exterior. Like, yeah, he's like, Oh shit, I'm gonna be crushed now. Yeah. Crosses his fingers, and as luck would have it, it stops. It just stops right there. So then, then he notices the pipe, and he thankfully starts, there's just a pipe just on a the pipe. outside for some well, same so, person that did Angeltown House. <laughs> just water pipes all exposed. Oh, uh, whenever you need something to climb across, yeah, there's a there's a water pipe waiting for and you. And fortunately, there's a guy with a, a window open reading yeah, a well, newspaper. He's got to let that beautiful Korean, little Korean breeze that in. Kimchi smell. Oh, that up. beautiful oh, kimchi. And so he's so engrossed in his newspaper. Our boy Jeff flies and puts him in a sleeper hold. Takes the guy out immediately. I mean, all we have is Korean baseball these days. He's checking the scores. Right. He's checking the scores. Manny Machado's over there. Wait, not Manny Machado. Dixon Machado. And then uh, I think, man, this this uh, elevator was hopping, dude, because uh, and a new group of people come out of the elevator. I think he just hid behind, like he like plastered himself against the side of the yeah. elevator. Yeah, yeah. He uh, ripped up a little bit of the, um, what do they call that, the fucking wallpaper, and he hid under the wallpaper. <laughs> they didn't notice he was poking out at them. So. And then he takes them out, throws them back in the elevator, and then just karate chops or something, the, the fucking button. Well, that button was clearly already broken. Did you see the elevator, man? He had a screwdriver. He was jamming yeah. into it. That was later, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was later. When oh, that was after later? He, after he broke it. Okay. Yeah. And so here's the here's the the setup I love, because he's in this little hallway. He sees the door at the end, and then he hears some people coming, and he's like, "Oh shit, I'm not ready to just take these two guys on like those two guys." There's an elbow he could go hide behind or something. No, notices a fire extinguisher. This is this is him trying to tap into the dragon. Right. You see how fitting that is. So he starts blowing smoke, wow. and he fills yeah. up this room with extinguisher smoke. Apparently, yeah, fire extinguisher. Yeah. And, and yeah, the, the the fucking goons come out. Ah, ah, it's so smoky in here. God damn it! What's going on? And it's not <laughs> weird at all. Let's just walk right into it. Yeah. And then you get yeah, he, he takes him out. You don't you just hear the noises. It's like the Ninja Turtle scene, man. And then he immediately runs into that suite that Wu Sam has 
Sam, it's just we can see that he, even though he's a mob boss, he's a family man too. So it's just children and I guess his many wives. I don't know. There's just tons of women and children. Yeah, they weren't scantily clad. They were kind of well, I hope tastefully. Not. Children there. Yeah. Well, the, the women were there too, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. I'm saying I hope there weren't scantily clad women around a bunch yeah. of five-year-olds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sam is playing up for his crowd. Yeah, he murders yeah. people and extorts them, sells drugs, but he's still a family man. Still a family. Sundays man. is for family. Exactly. So they got is- a big spaghetti dinner. <laughs> And Jeff just crashes it. And he's get the. F-, he says, he says, "Bitches, leave!" Oh yeah. And then I, with, I think he takes some goons out, and then he starts strangling Wu Sam. He doesn't even have to at this point. He just goes straight for Sam, and he gets him by the throat. Sam's wearing a tie, so he just starts tightening it up on him, and he's just like, "Why did you put the hit out on Kim?" And then he's like, "Stop!" And then we see our man Jimmy O, little street urchin, and you know like, when I'm not. When I'm not leech mooching off and Miss Kim, I'm mooching off Sam. And uh, I noticed this the second time I watched it. When he is leaving Kim's place earlier in the movie, he says, I'm going to go hang out with my Uncle Sam. And I thought that was like a weird American joke. Like, I'm going to go rip off, uh, you know, the American taxpayers. It, it's, it's, be a leech or something, you know? <laughs> it's layered. Yeah. But, no, he's talking about. This is That's his a dragon uncle. joke. It's not a tiger joke. It's a dragon joke. It's a thank you, man. Oh, man. Going into a whole new line of jokes Yeah, here. so we learned. So it's like, wait, 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 wait. So his uncle is this rich mob boss, but he still has to spend time with Kim? Like, he's, he's probably, he is such a fucking tiger fuck up that even his mob boss uncle can't put up with the shit sometimes. Yeah, I, I don't get what's going on here. You think you would hang out. This, again, ninth story of the nine-story hotel. It's beautiful. It's palatial. He's got everything going. He's got guards. He's got food. He's got anything he wants. He's got all the drugs he could ask for why why that big spaghetti dinner he's got it all yeah and then uh jimmy's like who told you that my uncle did this young that's because young did it you idiot you fucking round eye retard why and he's like who where did you find this out this guy named kai told me kai's his number one fucking enforcer after tanaka he's number two i guess yeah you idiot. God, we, we all look the same to you, you fucking piece of shit. So Sam sits him down, gets him a nice bowl of spaghetti. You know, Jimmy, get the Parmesan. How much? Does the whole, you know, fucking Olive Garden ritual. More? more? Yeah. That's enough. And uh, Sam explains it to him. And Jeff finally pipes up and is like, wait, why should I believe you? And he's like, well, you're willing to believe young. <laughs> you're, you're pretty dumb, but. Yeah. I mean, was like we could kill you right now. We didn't. So Jimmy was friend. Jimmy was a friend of Kim's, and he's telling you that you know Young did it. So maybe so, you should believe Jimmy. And then that light goes off in his head. Okay, I believe anything anyone ever tells. The last person who tells me something, I believe. Yeah. So immediately makes a beeline out. Jimmy, I'm coming. Sa- Sam says you came here to fucking kill me, and I'm gonna let you go peacefully, but you're gonna go with some extra baggage. Because I'm sending Jimmy with you. No! Yes. You're taking Jimmy. But it's good that we have Jimmy because he lets us know about some shit. He's like, tells us about Tanaka. He's like, you think Kai was a badass? Well, I took that Kai out in like five seconds. No, I don't think he's a badass. Yeah, exactly. You ain't never seen Tanaka. This guy's got this move, boutonniere. He just goes through the whole fucking tells the whole. He turn on, just turn offs. He tells it all about Tanaka. Yeah. And uh, so Jeff is like, man, you got a lot of information, but I got to know, where is your mother? What's going on with your family, your real family? Why are you out on the streets? 
And the kid is just like, I'm not saying nothing. And then like a minute later, he's like, all right, my mom's dead. All right, he pulled it out of me. My mom, <laughs> she's dead. And then we, it, this hits a nerve with the fucking, hits that tiger nerve. He's also reflecting on just like when Kim told him, does he remind you of anybody? And then he's like, hey, my mom's dead too. She, when you were 10? Yeah. Wow, we're like brothers. Oh, my God. We've bonded over this. My mom's name was Martha. Mine too. Oh my a god! Call back to Batman, Superman, and so now they're blood brothers, man. And so uh, Jeff immediately hatches this plan. They're driving through town. You know, we're getting another little bit of a tour. That's the good place to get kimchi. It's like we've seen this place before. It's the we've same done two this. Blocks. It's the same two blocks. It's like a- Koreatown is one square mile. (laughs) So uh, Jeff's like, okay, here's what we're going to do. You're going to squeal. And Jimmy, of course, like, I ain't fucking squealing enough. Right. You're going to go to my brother and say you saw Tanaka kill Kim. Yeah, you can identify him. Because what what happened was uh, Jimmy told what Young's move is. Young, he's you never see Young out on the street. Yeah. He's like Osama bin Laden. But only time he ever leaves is go to the bank. Which he does every single day. Every single day. Because he's got his mind on his money and his money on his mind. And so we can catch him at the bank. So then that's when Jeff was like, I got this idea. Because he knows Tanaka drives the limo. Yeah. Because he was in the limo. He was in the limo, yeah. And he's got that license plate, the vanity plate. Mr. Tanaka. Or no, uh, Mr. Young. So he's like, we have no proof that he's going to be in there. But we know Tanaka will be in there. And you, we'll say you saw, you know, because we all, everyone knows Tanaka killed Kim. Yeah. But you will just lie, perjure yourself, possibly go to jail. Yeah. To my brother and tell him. And that's, he's like, I ain't snitch. And he's like, don't worry about it, man. It's lying to the cops. I do it all the time. It's cool. <laughs> uh, and so that's the plan. They're going to go to that bank, stake out that bank. Yep. Jeff's actually going to go to Adam and tell him this shit. Yep. We're going to stake it out, do it by the book. And then he's like, once I get Tanaka, I'm going to murder Young. I'm yep. going to make a beeline for that back door, snap his neck. Yep. Perfect plan. So we go the next morning. Everything's set up. We know we know exactly what bank they're going to be at. Uh, I mean, it's just the only bank in Little Korea, so no no big deal there. Uh, they're pulling into the drive-thru lanes. Yeah, there's two- yeah that, was, that was what said. I was like, whoa, this is strange. He never goes through the drive-thru. He always goes inside. Oh, did, was that a setup for Yes, it, it was. Oh. Adam was like, wait, what? Well, Because Jimmy's in the back seat with Adam and Jeff. And he's like, that's strange. He he always goes inside. I, I'm sad I missed that because this is literally my favorite scene in the movie. This scene was so great. Banking scene. <laughs> the banking scene. I, I was let down by this scene because, and I'll see if you agree when I explain it. So... Tanaka and the limo are in one one lane. There's yep. a woman in a car in front of our, our In boys, lane our one, cops. we got the woman in the car, and lane two I is Tanaka. I thought this was going to be a setup. I thought the woman was a man in drag who's going to whip out a gun <laughs> and start shooting. Because what happens is the woman, because they have the pneumatic tubes, you know, for like yep. the bank driving, and she spills all. Like, apparently, she was going to the laundromat, so she, or maybe she was going to like an arcade. Yeah. She got like $50 in quarters. <laughs> this, she, was, she, this was so goddamn funny. She spills it all like on the outside of her car so she's picking it up i thought that was like she was gonna lull them in a sense of security and then she's gonna put out a gun and like shoot at them or something so you know she's just a dumbass lady picking up her chain you got this tense ass situation tanaka's <laughs> like getting his tube out 
He's like getting the cash and everything. Then you got this woman getting all the change off the ground, picking it up like nickel by nickel by nickel. She's got to count it. She's got to count. Yeah. She's want to lose any of those can't nickels. Lose any of them. And then you got Jimmy in the back seat going, "Is it time? Should I look now?" Because he's got to discreetly look he's, out. He's got ID and ID Tanaka. And so he's badgering Adam, and Adam he's apparently got some of that tiger blood too. He's got, he's, yeah, he's he's a rough character. He needs to work on some no, shit. No, he's not a rough character at all. No, I mean he's a piece of shit. He's a, he's a dildo. Yeah. So so he's getting just all fucking flustered. stop flustering me. <laughs> Tanaka's getting ready to leave. He starts laying on the horn. The woman looks up, flips him off. That's probably what you're thinking. Right. He, she's going to throw a ninja star at him or something. No. So she finally gets all of her change. Well, Jimmy, he's got the he had a newspaper with eye holes cut in it. This, this is what oh, yeah. This yeah. is what I loved about. He's it. trying to make like nonchalant, like you're, like you'd be reading a fucking paper. At, Pointing out towards the window to begin with. With two giant, like, one-inch holes. And, you know, Tanaka, he's not that swift, but he's swift enough to pick up on that. That looks strange to him. Yeah. So he just fucking peels out and takes off. I mean, Tanaka, this is this is his, his field of acting, though, is with just his face. Because he never has lines in, like, anything. He doesn't. I, I don't think I've ever heard him talk. Neither have I. Like, he never talked in Three Ninjas. never talked in this. I, he never talked to his Ice Cube or whatever his name was. Deep Freeze. Deep Freeze. So, yeah, he realizes what's happening, and Tanaka just fucking takes off. I mean, he would recognize, uh, what's his name? Jeff. He beat Jeff. He was going to murder Jeff the other night. You think he would recognize Jeff? They all look the same to him. Oh, that's a good point. One racist turn deserves another. Yeah. And so they're stuck behind that lady picking up her nickels. So fortunately, like. Oh, no, they had pulled up at that point. Well, whatever. Anyway, they, the cops that were, the other cops. Try to head off the limo. Yeah. They clip it. I don't know if you noticed this, but there there was like two different limos because sometimes it would not have the damage on the back of the car and sometimes it would. So That sounds about right. Very bad. Uh, well, uh, one bad angle for another bad fucking scene because we got to watch a car chase scene. My absolute least favorite thing ever. And they, well, they go up on the uh, sidewalk for it, almost run over a meter maid. And she goes, ah! And then she's the idiot. She runs in front of the cops and slows them up. And then there's a fucking, uh, wouldn't you know, there's a car carrying like truck. Yep. And that's blocking the road. So, how does Tanaka, how does Tanaka flip, the car flips over somehow? I don't even know. I think maybe when he was coming back off the sidewalk or something, he sees the, because the, the car loader was like backing up, so it was going, you know, vertically across, across a horizontal road, if you will. It's blocking the whole thing. So, yeah, I think it was when he was coming back off the sidewalk. Uh, he had well, maybe it, a it's, fire it's, hydrant. It's, yeah, it's like 80s, 90s car physics. So anytime yeah. a car hits a little bump, it, sli- it slides on the side. Yeah, it slides on the side. It runs into the car carrier. Which causes the car to fall off. Fall off and just rest on top of uh, the door. Yeah, like, like, there's that much like concussion that it... Pops the car off because the car does not like roll off; it pops off on the side. Yeah. Boop, boop, it's and like, it's, it's, like, <laughs> it's already like what? Like you're you're suspending disbelief already <laughs> for one thing, and now a second thing, and then Tanaka, who has been in this wreckage, he doesn't believe in seatbelts because he's a real fucking man. Well, thank God he didn't; he would never gotten out. Yeah, and so he. Just like uh, what he like presses the car above him. He's just 
lifts it over his head and tosses it to the side. He Samoan cl- drops the car. And then he climbs out. And at this point, all the police have caught up. I was like, please tell me nobody, like none of the police managed to follow them through this whole scene. No, they all managed to follow them. Two cops get out, and they get right up in the sky. You know, Tanaka's looking very threatening. Thankfully, he's not black. So the cops don't unload all their weapons into the guy. Right. In fact, they want to take him alive. Jimmy's like, Jimmy? Who the fuck's Jimmy? Uh, <laughs> Adam? Adam. He looks like a Jimmy. Adam's like, I got him. I got it. Don't worry. Pulls out the fucking Bloodsport Fuck. Next Generation <laughs> taser. Hits fucking uh, Tanaka. Tanaka just brushes the first blow off. Yeah. Like, he says, he says, I guess this is a twofer taser because another like you know line of electrical line comes out and that takes out Tanaka. Fine. Maybe that's why it's so big. Is there's just several different nodes in there. <laughs> reloads. So during this, like Jeff's like, hey, don't don't do it. But he's he's so preoccupied with the the limo because he wants to find Young because that was his whole plot. You know, he sold. Adam on one idea, and he obviously had other motives. Tanaka's, or we know Tanaka was in there. Young's not in there, so he's like, drats. That's why he went to the, because Tanaka's like, I don't have time to go into a bank. Those lines are long. That's why he took the drive through. Right. Well, so uh, we just get a scene of Adam and another cop, and they're taking, uh, they're taking uh, Tanaka in into the station. What a pussy, the 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 plainclothes cop, not not the plainclothes, the uniform cop. He's like, wow, that was pretty impressive. Oh, it was not. I don't know if I'd do it. Well, you're a cop, you fucking douche. You wouldn't fucking. You have a gun. Yeah. He's kind of scary. I don't like him. He's pretty scary. You're pretty. You're a hero. You know that? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of am. I really don't like Adam. And this, while they're, uh, pat, they're just blowing each other in the front, Tanaka comes too. He's handcuffed, but that's not going to hold Tanaka. So he just punches through the fucking grate. Yeah. And knocks out both the motherfuckers. Yep. Causing the car again to go off. Off road, it flips over on the side again. It just slides a, another half a mile. He fucking figures his way out of the car. <laughs> this is what I, I thought because he's such a powerhouse, he was gonna snap, snap the it. fuck. No, he grabs Adam's gun and like right near Adam's head, he just shoots the chains. Yep. And all right, I, I'll go with it. All right. Did you notice how the chains completely disappear too? No, I didn't notice that. You think they'd be like one of these cops has the handcuff, you know, the keys or something? That's what I thought he was going for. Nope. First, no. I thought he was going to snap it because that would he would go. Okay, he's just, he's just he monster. lifted a car over his right. head a minute so ago. Be no big deal. And then I'm like, oh, he's going for the fucking keys. No, he pulls out Adam's gun and shoots the chain. Bashed through a metal grate, lifted a car over his head. Cannot <laughs> bend handcuffs. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Oh. So Adam, he's at the hospital. He's dejected. Jeff's like, <laughs> put more salt in the wound. He's like, you know, I, I lied about this whole thing. I was yeah. trying to get young. Adam, Adam's like bruised up. He's bleeding from his mouth, like all heroes do. Adam's not a hero. I don't know why I call him a hero. Yeah. He's a zero. But yeah, like, like you said, he explained how I was like, look, Tanaka definitely did it, but really, I was after young, and he should have been in the limo. He wasn't in the limo, but you know. Whatever. <laughs> and, and he's like, I accept your apology. <laughs> that, okay. That half-hearted apology, I accept it because we're brothers when we go back. So, again, no time to waste here. So Jeff is just like, all right, peace out, bro. I, I got somebody to kill. Yeah. I'll see you. And as he's heading out, oh, he runs into Poppy again. And Dad actually has a lot to say when it comes to his favorite son. So he's like, is Adam okay? Is he all right? Yeah, Dad. 
I don't care anyways. That, that's like all they say. <laughs> this, this wanted to show that there's still some tension between Jeff and his dad. Yeah. I don't think they ever reconcile. It's, it's, it's sad. No, they don't. Yeah. We get, we get more development between him and Kim. Or not Kim. Jennifer. <laughs> so Jeff's like, okay, dad. See you later. He storms out of the hospital. So now we're stakeout. Jimmy and Jeff. What? What if we? If we told you once, we've told you a million fucking times. Where do you go when you want to find some crime-related shit? Where we know oh, something dirty's going on. This stakeout. This is just Jimmy, because he he's. Peeping in, I think it was on the oh, crock bar. Oh, you're right. He, no, he's at the club. I think he's at the crock pit. Yeah, the crock pit is what I was and saying. And Kai is there. Yeah. And he yeah, he's spilling the beans. He's like, I, I love this. Jimmy's a little street urchin. He's like in the rafters. He's hanging from the rafters right. just like listening he to... Could be, he could be a dragon if someone give him a shot. That's true. I think so. Okay. You're right. So then Kai, he spills the beans. He's just like, yeah, young. We got to get him out of the fucking country. We've got to get him back to Korea. It's going to be a Doc 32 in San Pedro. You know, it just spills all the deets. And Jimmy's got that fucking glass up to his ear. He's hearing yeah. it all. Oh, he's got it all. And then he goes, yes. And he runs straight to Jeff. So then they're at the docks yeah. where all the crime happens. I thought this was where we're going to get a nice hang glider scene, but it's not a show Kazugi film, so we're not going to get the hang no, glider. They're just on the roof of one of the warehouses. Like, I think uh, Jeff had some binoculars or something, and they're just checking everything out. And he's like, yeah, he's, he's going to be picked up by this boat. And it's like, how the fuck do you know all this shit? Like, you know the way he's going to be fucking taken out. I don't know. But so Jeff's like, all right, solid. Let's do this. I got to. Did he? Did he? I got to go back to. Uh, where where I is he prepare. even staying at this place? He's, I think he's staying at Kim's. I'm pretty sure he was in Kim's warehouse. Probably. So this is where we get a montage. We got to get that gear up montage. Putting and the fucking knives into the cowboy boots, into each cowboy he's boot. He's not even putting the knives in sheets. He's just got loose what? knives oh, knocking around he's in got, boots. He's got built-in sheets in his boots. That's you how think prepared so? he is. Oh, maybe. And then he's pulling out his weapon, his perfect weapon. His perfect weapon. This is like his thing. Is He's got Velcro safety. That's like the safety belt people used to wear, the kids would wear when they were safety guards for crossing streets. Probably. probably across the, across the uh, chest and around the waist. And it's all that vocal. <laughs> and he's got just a broomstick sawed in half. That's basically his weapon. Yeah. He's Daredevil. It's like thick, though. It's like, I don't know. It's like a one-inch diameter, maybe even one-and-a-half, two-inch. We were spared greasy katas. We didn't get any of that. But just to show you how deadly these broomsticks are, he pummels the fuck out of a beat-up old sofa. <laughs> That's going to be going up tonight. I'm like, I can't wait, because he was fucking that sofa I, up. I took a clip of that because I was I was laughing so hard. I was like, well, he's already fucked up his showroom, and now he's in the back where he's keeping like some of the stuff he's going to put on the floor later, and he's just busting up couches. Like That shit was dusty as fuck. He was doing a favor. But he started tearing it up, too. Uh, he can't sell he had, it with had, all that leather pad. power. Ugh, it's rough. All right. Well, he's ready to go. He beat up a couch. He can beat up anybody. God, this whole movie is like a montage for an action movie. It's just moving right along. So he's at the docks. It's, it's of course, fenced off. But, hey. Barb wire and everything. What did we learn earlier? Murray. When he was in high school? comes back. Pole vault. Yes. He manages to find a pole vault 
like material. Because it's got to have that bend. And, he, yeah, that was weird. What the fuck did he find? I thought it was just like a pipe or something. I mean, maybe he brought it himself. I, I don't <laughs> yeah, know. a retractable pole vault. Yeah, maybe. Maybe his fucking broomstick's retracted. I don't know. I, it, well, it's like a Nightwing type of invention. But he, like, pole vaults over there, lands right next to a guy. And goes, oh, my hey. God. It worked. I didn't think it was going to work. The cop is stunned, by the way. Or oh, the guard. Right. Was it a cop? No, he was a guard because he guard. fucked the guy up. So yeah. you can do that to a guard who's just learning, earning a living like everyone else. But but yeah, Jeff definitely makes sure that his jaw is broken. He's like, do you have insurance? Great, because this is going to cost a lot. Breaks the fuck out. He breaks all of his teeth, which, by the way, insurance. Cameo by Stan Lee, by the way. <laughs> insurance does not cover dental. So the fact that Jeff fucked up his teeth... Too far, Jeff. You're not going to make it to drag and fucking innocent bystander's teeth up. All right, so we get through the first car. We're going through the warehouse. Unlike our twink from Knight Rider, but he knows how to like do Jimmy, it. But much like Jimmy, he knows about rafter work, too. Oh, yeah, he gets right up in those rafters, doesn't he? And he's just watching. There's drugs everywhere. Yeah, Great. and at first he's he's staying silent. Like, he knows how to take down a warehouse full of drugs. We get a little men. scene of Kai. He's, like, in the little office space of the warehouse, just chilling, drinking some coffee, playing yeah. some fucking Mahjong. Oh, it was Kai and Young. They're they're hanging yeah. out together. And yeah, and Young's like, check out this badass thing I got. You know that Wolverine character? First, by the way, Jeff Speakman would make a great Wolverine if they ever did a movie. But check this out. And he's got a little knife thing. It's kind of like a taxi driver thing, but with a yeah. knife instead of a gun. Yeah, retractable, spring-loaded knife. And he's like, I'm like, I wonder if that's going to come into play. I right wonder here. if they're foreshadowing some more foreshadow here because they already nailed that one. They pole vault. They vaulted that first foreshadow. Let's see if the second one pays off. So Jeff just drops down. For all we know, these guys don't know what they're fucking... Thank you. Doing. Think absolutely everybody here look like the most innocent person. <laughs> they look like fucking like union members. They're like the most honest people in the world. They really did. They just look like the Amazon warehouse people. And they're they're just like well, Yeah, you know and- that... Yeah, I know they know that too because they have the bottles of pee because they're not allowed to take any pee breaks. Exactly. So it's like they are suffering. Jeff could have... Probably sleuthed his way to the back room and just they're, got... They're essential workers. They would like to not have to come in, but they have to because they're essential. But Jeff sees these people and he's like, well, I got to warm up before I take on the final bosses. So he's dropping down. These people are barely putting up a fight because they're not in on this. They don't have guns. They don't have weapons. All they have are those little hooks that they use to pick up shit. Yeah, whatever. this looked like a set for Con Comes to Harlan. Like, they had those hooks. And so... These people just trying to do their job. Suddenly, you got this Jeff Speakman coming through, kicking you in the back of their, your neck, breaking it. These and people, they, they think Jeff's like a robber or something, so they're actually doing the right thing. Yeah, oh they could God. just go, "Hey, fuck it, I don't own this business. I'll do whatever you want." But like, no, we're loyal workers. We're gonna take this guy out. It's fucking crazy. It is insanity. So yeah, he start, he takes out a couple, and then you see the real armed guard. And, of course, it's one of the uh, Korean insider dudes, and he's walking along. There's, like, a catwalk above, and that's where they're clearly, like, he's supervising all the underlings, you know, all the essential workers that are getting $4 an hour and have no health insurance that Jeff has just completely drained all their accounts on because he's broken limbs and bones and jaws. Beat the shit out of them with a pair of rain sticks. It was awful. I mean, it's chilling when you just hear that rain sound. Oh. And then, bah, 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 bah. I'm glad, yeah, rain sticks because that's they're seriously they're like just like chunks, they're like salami honks that you get at the deli, you know. Well, I guess they slice it, but yeah, uh, 
so yeah, they're the we, perfect weapon. Perfect. <laughs> so yeah, we got we we got uh, our first armed guard that he, Jeff comes across, and it just so happens that there's a bale of hay that he can hide behind, and well, a bale of heroin. I don't know. What heroin, hay, cotton. It's something. And so, probably you probably learned from Reverend Deke, and they were hiding all their meth in bales of cotton. Maybe instead of in the beer, the clear beer bottles. So the guy's up. He's 500 feet away in this catwalk, and he's shooting an Uzi, which we know is the absolute worst weapon. But Jeff— Unless it's Chuck Norris. That's the perfect weapon. Smart. The perfect weapon. (laughs) And you know what? He just happens to have two more perfect weapons in his boots. Right. And now you know why he had two, because— So I I don't know if I like this or hate this, but he's— I do like the appreciation for the weight of the knives. He's feeling them out. Like, okay, how am I, do I hold it this way or that way? Because you got to know how far someone is and which way to hold it because of the end Wind, over end. all that shit. You yeah. Calculate. He's thinking about all of that. And he throws one knife, just lobs it over his head. Just, you know, if you were playing catch with your son and you want him to catch a fly ball, you know, you just lob it over his head. And the guard, bless his heart, this guy, he's an idiot. You get distracted by it. It works. So he's staring at the knife, and he's like, wow, that was a really good throw. That's, that's the perfect weapon there. That's the perfect weapon right there. And this is the perfect weapon. Knife to the neck. Jeff, wow. He calculated that perfectly. He, he can do calculus in his head, clearly. That's the dragon coming out of him. Got to be. It's it's emerging. It's emerging. All We're right. In, he's entering. <laughs> oh, boy. So he, uh, he busts into the office that Kai and Young were chilling at drinking tea. But uh Kai and Young actually get the the jump on on Jeff. And um it doesn't matter though because they're like guns away. Kai wants to go head to head with them. Maybe he wants to get back for the seatbelt thing or Yeah, I would. He humiliated him. Okay. Oh, you know what? They're actually outside on the docks at this point. They are. Because we're getting cuts of them uh Kai I think somebody I think the guy who got the knife fell into the office. Office. Oh, okay. And that's and they like yeah. So they took off because because Tanaka's coming with the speedboat. Yeah, to take and... him. I don't know where. I guess they're gonna take a speedboat to Korea. I don't know what the <laughs> yes. fuck's going on. I just love this because we're getting shots of uh, Jeff fighting Kai, which is a quick fight, by the way. But then we're also getting Tanaka coming in on the boat, and I love it because they keep doing close-ups on Tanaka's face, and he's like. Opening his eyes real wide and then looking side to side, and it's like, what the fuck's going on? Ugh. So yeah, he takes care of Kai, no problem. Yeah, it's but not... he's but he's distracted enough by Kai that Young gets a drop on him with that little fucking knife thing. It wasn't even here. Kai just, or uh, Young just used like a baseball bat or something to hit him oh. across the sh- face. Or I don't know. But uh, so then Young is like, "That's like your dick to hurt me, whatever you do." Well, because well, Jeff grabs a handful of those lapels, he's ready to throttle this fucking little dude. Yeah, he starts fucking bashing him in the and face then too. He just thinks, "What would the dragon do? The dragon would not kill a, a fucking guy who's probably responsible for hundreds, if not thousands, of deaths. He would bring this guy in." Yeah, and also, this is a man who this is the Bezos of Korea, little Korea. He's got all these jobs we can't kill a job maker right that's the most offensive thing you can do we can't kill him and so yeah he's a job creator so i can't do it so he turns his back on him yes and this is where that spring-loaded knife comes into play and he goes he stabs (laughs) him Uh, but 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 
But the perfect defense. The perfect weapon is slung across Jeff's back. His broomsticks, and they take the brunt of that stab. Oh, man. And you're thinking, well, now Jeff's just going to snap his neck. Well, he gets to toss him to the side like he's going to rough him up some more, but then Tanaka shows up, and just like a hot tag in a tag team match, Tanaka comes in, fucking guns are blazing. And well, not, not real, really. Not he's really guns. Slow as fuck. Yeah. But, slowly saunters over. But Jeff, he, he's like, hey, man, if you're going to chop down a mighty oak, you go for the knees. So Jeff's yeah. trying to take out the knees on Tanaka. But it's, it's just, just nothing, nothing's, nothing's registering. registering. Yeah. yeah. He's kicking, he kicked Tanaka in the face. He did the fucking move from high school earlier. He's like, I got it. I killed the guy with this move. In a helmet. And he kicks like Tanaka in the head three times at roundhouses, and he just brushes him off. He doesn't sell at all. He's yeah. he's fucking Road Warrior Buck doing this shit. Road of Bald Buck. Uh, so so nothing is registering, and we're getting a little, like, Jeff's taking a few blows here and there. We've already seen that he can take some hits, but this Tanaka guy, man, he's got, like, fucking cement brick hands. But Jeff is still getting some of his shots in. He's working the kidneys a little bit. Again, not nothing. Nothing's registering. And uh, Tanaka even rips off some chains, and he's, like, fucking going full uh, what, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider? Yeah, Ghost Rider chains. Yeah. He's whipping around. Sparks are flying. And I love that. They really, really, really made that a point to, know, like, Notice, audience, that whenever he whips the chain, sparks are flying everywhere. And so we're like, oh, fuck, Jeff. And then he picks up Jeff, puts him in a bear hug. Well, he puts the fucking lapel in. The finisher, he's calling that finisher yep. out. Ooh, nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he puts uh, fucking Jeff in a bear hug. He's ready to give him that headbutt. Mm-hmm. And then I don't remember, how did Jeff get out of it? Probably knee to the dick. That's how they always get out of it. Or he tickled him, maybe. I don't know. And he falls down, and then Tanaka's like, all right, you fucked my finisher up. I'm going to pull out a foreign object. So he's got this little belt. This was cool. I thought he was just going to pull out a little knife. It's Well, it is a knife attached to his belt. Yeah, and he's a big man, so you know that that belt's probably, what, like four feet wide? At least. Or four feet long, yeah, I should say. And he's whipping that around now with the knife attached to the end of the belt. Yeah. And th- this is this is where it starts getting kind of silly because he's got all the control right now, uh, Tanaka. He's got the weapon, you know. He chucks the knife belt at, uh, at uh, Jeff. Because he's a tiger. He's not a dragon. And Jeff, uh, he doesn't quite fully dodge it. He gets a little bit of a – he cuts him right yeah, across the Of course, the, it has to bicep. cut his bicep. Yeah. So Jeff picks up the belt knife, and you're thinking, okay, Jeff probably knows how to use this weapon. He's got all the mall ninja shit. Well, he hasn't been to this mall. It's not the perfect weapon. It's though. also probably not the perfect why. weapon. So I, why didn't he use the broomsticks to beat him? So, they were damaged by Young. <laughs> good, good call. So he What's fucked, young, Is Young just like hiding behind something? Or I don't even remember what happened to Young. He's just like passed out in the corner at this he point. peed himself. Probably peed himself. He's an elderly man, and Jeff punched him in the face like nine times. He's probably concussed. Jeff just coughed some COVID in his face. So <laughs> you you're a goner. So thanks for eating bats. I was like, that wasn't us. <laughs> That's China. So he fucking Jeff whips the belt back at him, but Tanaka's got the agility, so he dodges out of the way. But agility, he just goes. Arr. He completely dodges. <laughs> Are you saying Jeff just? 
didn't know his uh, his weapon. It wasn't the perfect it knife. It wasn't the perfect weapon. So so he, so he missed. Okay, yeah, it's the imperfect. That, that makes more sense. But does he miss? Because he hits that fucking gas line. Yeah, there's like a Hank Hill would be crying right now because he hits a propane tank. <laughs> and then we see like a clap. So we let you know there's some gas in here because it, it fucking stuns yeah. Danaka for a second. Well, he's breathing in those fumes. He's like, oh my god, propane, Huffing, loving it, love it. Nice clean propane. And uh, that's when Jeff, he's going full dragon here now. Again, we get that smoke coming in. You know, precursor to the fire. Do you see what they're doing here? No, but go on. So then Jeff looks down, and he doesn't find the full chain whip. He finds, like, two links of the chain. <laughs> it was, like, it was, like, two links. And he's like, that's right. These are made of Flintstones or something. Yeah. So he fucking chucks that at the propane tank, sparks and then he up. Says, I'm glad you said that because he says, yeah, but, yeah, but do. I didn't know what he was talking about, but it's, it's Flintstones. Flintstones. Yeah. And it just blows up, sets Tanaka on fire. Ah. <sighs> If we were in a modern movie, we'd have awful like CGI fire on him. This is yeah. a classic guy really on fire. I enjoyed it. He dropped about 150 pounds and a foot and a half, but yeah. yeah. Fire will do that, I suppose. Yeah, burns you burns yeah. off a lot of weight. All right. So now Young is the only one left, and he's like going, he's ready. You're like, all right, he's finally going to murder Young. He's this is it. Snack. Yeah, how is he going to kill we, him? He's cut away, and we see Adam show up finally with Dad. And they got all the cop cars, and we see uh, Jeff carrying like something in a body bag. Body bag, yeah. And we're like, oh, he didn't learn. He's still a tiger, always a tiger, never a dragon. And he just throws it, hurls that fucking body on the ground, and, and like, uh, it reveals it was just a tarp. It wasn't actually a body yeah. bag. And so the body comes out. He's struggling, but he is breathing. There's yes. there's faint breathing in there somewhere. And they look at him. And they go, I got the power. We, just, we just immediately cut into that. And then we, we see, and this is where we're getting back to the beginning, where I thought this, this is a bizarre love triangle. I've... Because Jeff walks in to the dojo, Master Lowe's dojo. Jennifer opens the door. Once again, she didn't speak one line this entire movie. Nope. There's the connection through the eyes, and that's it. And then we see our boy Jeff. He spins that ring around to yep. the dragon. Faces off against Master Low, and I'm like, are they going to fight? What the fuck is going to happen here? And then the doors close. And yeah, and that's it. That's it. Credits. Maybe. Well, they said, that's probably a sequel they were setting up, where we found out Master he, Low was a heroin dealer or something. Oh, he was one of the other mob bosses. Right. The South Mob. Well, you know, there was this movie was a success. It wasn't a huge success, but it made money, unlike Little, uh, little Showdown. Tokyo. Yeah. Showdown did not make money. And they were gonna do it, but there was like a like a regime change at Paramount, and they're like, "We're not making these fucking movies anymore." I, I, I can't imagine why. So we missed out on the fucking dragon versus dragon scene, man. I mean, after you saw Seagal in like the early '90s getting away with it, they were like, "We don't need to hire someone who actually can do shit. We'll just have this guy go out there and run around and." Yeah. I don't know. So there you have it. I don't know. This is this is probably our first and last Jeff Speakman movie. It might I, be. I don't. No, any other movies done? I get. I want to find some other ones because if he keeps them all under ninety minutes, I'm I'm down. <laughs> they don't have to be good. They just need to be under ninety minutes. I mean, we. I enjoyed it. I I I don't know. You know what I? No, I think uh, he's better than a lot of the guys we've covered. I mean, I, they, don't, I don't know why he didn't. Have, well, I guess like you said, he's just forgettable. He is. He just. He's like that's the thing. His his Achilles heel is he's not. I'm not 
enough of a douche. Exactly. Like we we will always remember Olivier Gruner because we hate that fucking character so much. If if Adam were the main character, we would just be like, God damn it, yeah, this I guy. Can, can you totally see Robert Ginty playing the role of Adam, dude? Like, that's yeah. such a perfect role. I love it. Him. I love that we're talking Ginty too. Oh fuck, Ginty. <laughs> And but you know what? We we're not gonna fuck. Oh my god, Griff! I we're I just not wanna, gonna fuck. I just want to tell people we're recording this on Sunday. We, we usually do it on Wednesdays because of COVID. We've changed everything. So this is you're not gonna. I don't know why I'm saying this because you're not gonna hear it till Wednesday. But tomorrow's Memorial Day. Don't go out. Yeah. Because if we spread this COVID, you're gonna miss out on a great month of June where we have. Classic after classic after classic after classic. If you are in the hospital, play this for everybody else because it all it'll make it everybody. Will heal you. This is going to be the chicken soup for your soul month coming up. Griff, there's no greater good bad movie than the Vanity Project. Oh my God, yes. So next month we're gonna we're gonna call this month Misunderstood Genius Month mm. because we're doing the titans of good bad movies. We got. We're going to start you out slow. I'm going to even tell you what next week's episode is. We're going to start you out with an Amir Shervan movie. We already covered his classic, his, his ultimate magnum opus, Samurai Cop. So we're going, to, we're going to start you out slowly because we can't just hammer you with these greats over, over, over. Yeah. So we're going to start out slow with the movie that was like the, the genesis of Samurai Cop. The classic line, keep him warm, first appeared in this movie. No shit. I don't remember that. Yes, it was a hot dog scene too. Oh yes, okay. I'm talking I about that scene. Hollywood Cop, the inspiration I'm assuming of Samurai Cop. Had to be. And then after that, we got fucking oh. John DeHart. We got Neil. We're going to venture into Neil Breen's world. Oh my god, which That's we've a, never oh. done. We've never even watched a Neil Breen. He's been on our radar for a few years now. We've never gotten around to watching. Yeah, not movies. for the show. I watched one of them. Wow. That's that's a vanity project. You you said yeah. it. So people keep it together. Push your vanity down and stay inside and wear a mask because you're going to want to for this next month. Misunderstood geniuses. So remember next week we're all going to be keeping it warm with Hollywood cop.